Hi, I'm Sophie. Hi, I'm Paul. And we are SP Film Viewers. And today's film that Sophie hasn't seen before is District 9. It came out in 2009 and was directed by Neil Blomkamp. I hope I'm getting that right. District 9 was released in 2009. Do you think they did that on purpose? Do you think they really wanted... No, but thinking about it now, I kind of wish we'd have done this on episode 9. It would have worked quite well, actually, thinking about With it. With all the 9s. 9, but never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Should we hold back again and save it for later? <laughs> <laughs> no, this will be this week's thing, which I got. I get the feeling you, you kind of enjoyed what you, you watched. But, I was very yeah. intrigued. That was good. Yeah, I really enjoyed when I saw it back in uni days. Um I felt like I was watching like a really good news story, you know, like if the news could give you that much information on what was going on. Yeah, that would never happen, but it wouldn't be too much in depth. I'd be like so intrigued, I'm like, it's amazing, I'd love to know that, you know, like when certain things happen in the world and you're like, are they actually giving me the 100% facts? That's why you, well, I guess in movies you kind of get people who, these news reporters who are trying to do the get the scoop on the really in-depth nitty-gritty stuff but but I think that that would be you know when everything does something horrible going off in the world I want to know everything I'm a bit That's intrigued fair, yeah. and it's like well this kind of gave you everything you wanted in that sense and the story led well there wasn't one minute where I was bored that's good I'd like to hear that would you be able to give a rundown of what went on in the story yeah so I'm gonna you can laugh at me why because I'm going to call it like the mothership or mother, is that what it's called? Like when an I alien comes? I guess I guess that's it's pretty much what it is, yeah. Or is it too Star Trek or Star wars That I don't know. No, I think we'll just refer to it as the mothership, because it is basically, that's basically what it is, it seems. And it's hanging over, is it Zimbabwe? It's hanging over Johannesburg. In South Africa. In South Africa, yeah. So... It's been up there in the sky for a while now and it hasn't moved. As the news reports say. Yeah. Yeah. It hasn't been moved moved for a while. And actually the people on Earth go up and kind of see what's going on. Kind of break through, don't they? Yeah. And they find that obviously these aliens have been malnutritioned and starving, basically. Which, again, you, you kind of get in that image of your head with aliens. It's like like big... Heads with big black eyes, <laughs> silver skin, that kind of thing, don't you? But it's that's that's when you see it. You picture of an alien on Google, that's what comes up. No, yeah, uh, yeah, or green. I, I just thought green more when you said silver. I was like, mm, it's really green would pop into yeah. my head. But but they're not like that at all. Either. No, at first I don't think they're that cute at all. They, they call them in the movie prawns. Yeah, like a slang term. Is that because of the the mouth? Yeah, like a shrimp kind of. Thing. Mouth. But like that, they've got quite a big head, and then well, that big disproportion to the body compared they... to a prawn's head, <laughs> it's proportioned to the body, yeah. And obviously, they stand on two legs. So you're feeling sorry for the aliens because the mothership's broken down, but Johannesburg have rescued them and they're taking them into their. Initially, in the new story, they make it sense. sound like they're doing a good deed by them. Even though it turns out that District 9 is pretty much like a slum. Yeah. So it's 
you kind of do see them in like this really horrible living situation, pretty much the aliens. And you can see that they're kind of trying to adapt to human life and not really understanding the ways of human life at all and the aspect of how you're meant to behave and as, act. as you would. Yeah. yeah. But we've got the main guy. What's his name again? I believe it's pronounced Wickus. 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 Just now, when I initially saw him, I was like, reminded me of the guy from Heaven Almighty. You know, the one that's like, or the 40 year old virgin, you know, like a really wimpy character. <laughs> right, yeah. Kind of, he'd got that in my head and he was like, oh, he's not going to be able to do anything. Well, yeah, he's a bit of like an office clerk type. But got no body. backbone. Yeah, yeah. Like, literally just a doormat. Yeah. And he's like, obviously, his wife's dad is the boss of the firm. Yeah, he's the. I don't know if he's the general or something like that, but in the ranks of the. He's high with, up. With, 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 he's high up, yeah. Yeah, he is. So he get because his dad is high up in the business, he gets this opportunity of basically. I think they're throwing him in the deep end in this, anyways, to be honest. Yeah. And they're not giving it, like, you wouldn't have picked him as this kind of character that you'd give this job to. He wouldn't. You so wouldn't... be giving eviction notices to these things to move them to the new district. Yeah. He yeah. doesn't, he's, he's not bold enough, he's not well, strong enough to it, kind of implement it, you wouldn't think. Yeah, he doesn't come across as a very intimidating character when you're trying to interrogate someone or convince someone to, you know, give orders to, to please, can you move out from where you're living and move to this other place and please. Yeah, he wasn't he wasn't very forceful with the way that he delivered it. No at the beginning when he sees character. Talking to the other ones a little more military things and he's kinda of getting pushed around like, oh you know, don't take that many out much ammunition and yeah. stuff and kinda of like being bossed around thing when he's supposed to be the one who's in charge. Yeah, of them which is <laughs> not very good. So bless him, he does do his best to try and do the job that he's been given. Mm-hmm. And obviously the prawns do get a bit violent. Give them some back chat. And yeah. In there. And obviously there's a language barrier here. There's prawn language and then <laughs> there's English. Yeah. Which is, I'm thinking about it, I don't know as to whether it is they they can truly understand. What... I think the prawns can. The, uh, yeah, the prawns can, but whether the people can as well, because I don't know if there is a, some sort of... I don't think the people can. They just assume... That yeah, it's never it's never established. That's what I mean because later. I think the humans on, have been ignorant. Right, yeah. Because later on, there's a thing where it's kind of does some understanding, but whether that's due to circumstances, I don't know. But that's what I believe, anyways. Mm. Okay. Obviously, it's not written in stone, but that's how I read it. That it was yeah. because of that. Yeah. That but, they can now understand yeah. one another. And then one particular group of prawns. He comes across and discovers like a almost like a lab, isn't it? Yeah, it's like a chemistry mm-hmm. kind of lab. And there's this is it a vial, would you say? Yeah, yes sir. Um and he's like, Oh, this is definitely, definitely dangerous. Um I'm gonna have to confiscate this. And he doesn't have a clue what actually it is, it just obviously looks dangerous, so he's putting it in his bag and gonna take it to the lab. But before he does, he twists open open and this black 
gunk goes on his face. And he's like, oh, because it's all, by the way, I didn't actually say, hmm. it's all, looks like it's a documentary, doesn't it? So it's all handheld. Yes. So he was like saying, oh, scrap that part. We don't want that bit in because it looks daft. And then, but it is actually the key part of the film. Yeah, the pivot point to the whole yeah. storyline. I think that's when I got more and more gripped because at this point I didn't favour either the prawns or the humans. Yeah, I wasn't... You, didn't, you didn't know enough about them. To... No, if anything I just thought they were a bit of a nuisance. Yeah. So he gets the black gunk on his face and from there he kind of starts to be deteriorating and his nose starts to bleed. He's not being himself that much. And I think that's when it turns out that the stuff that's obviously gone on his face is a lot worse than he thought it was. <laughs> Just a bit, yeah. And that actually he's going to be ending up turning into a prom by the end of it. Yeah, he doesn't know what's happening. He's going through, his body's going through a big change. Oh, there was one part where I was absolutely repulsed. I, I was fine all the way through. It was the fingernail bit. Yeah, it's not very pleasant. I, well, I was a bit. I don't like stuff like that. It's a bit. Oh, it was just the fact that he was pulling his full fingernail off, and it's just like the thought of it. And then it's like, well, wouldn't that be sore? Because now you've just mm-hmm. got the flesh underneath, and that's just not oh, right. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's not done. Not too much. <laughs> well, that's what's going through my head yeah. when I watched it. And I was like, I can't, I can't actually watch this. And then there was also a situation with his teeth coming out, and I was like, ugh. That wasn't that as bad, but. No, it was the fingernails. Mm-hmm. So obviously it started to be that he was turning into a prawn and it started in his arm. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was really cruel that they put him in this. I really did feel for him at this point. It's like his wife's waiting in the like hospital lobby and she sees her husband being taken out in this black bag thing. Like, like he kind of is somewhat dead. It's see-through so she could see him. But they're like, zip him all the way up. And basically take him to a testing lab because now they're intrigued. He's like top secret government property now, basically, because he's, <laughs> he's becoming an alien. Yeah, and it's a case of, oh my God, it's an alien who actually understands English. They've always wanted their alien weapons. So now he can manipulate, oh, that's what they're trying to experiment with because it's fu- the arm is fused with his human body. So therefore... They're testing out now whether they can use the aliens' weapons so that, again, it's this whole thing of, oh, let's, let's have the most powerful weapons we can and be the, you know, America owning them and everybody yeah. else's. And if there's a way to make more mm-hmm. human prawns, basically like an I, army, I feel like that's I, why mm, they were testing, to see well, if they could eventually get to that inevitable where more people could have that I power. I that would go. <laughs> I don't know if we also did say that, obviously, the prong weapons, it's to do with their DNA, so they wouldn't be able, a human... That's, that's what I mean, yeah, yeah. Couldn't shoot their guns, so this is why the arm was the best part, that then it did work, didn't it? So it was like they were testing him on shooting... Was it pigs? It was pigs, wasn't it? Yes. Mm. And then they brought in a real life prawn and he was absolutely devastated. He didn't want to do it. And they made him because it was in like this braced. Yeah. It was under their control, basically. To... Yeah. Pretty so... much. So at this point, I was really feeling sorry for him and he wanted to talk to his wife and explain to her what had happened because he didn't even get a chance to explain to her. 
what had gone on. He just got taken off in this bag. So this is when it gets to the good bit, is when he escapes. Mm-hmm. And this is where you think, oh, wow, you actually, you, you, you've become a man. You're actually not that little wimpy character anymore. You've kind of grown some oomph and you, you're fighting for yourself and you're fighting back for your relationship in your life. Yeah. So he goes on the run, which this is this is where it's like, yeah, you want... The, the beginning bit's interesting because it gives you all the background story, but then the back end is where you're gripped at this point. Yeah. And you're really rooting for him to kind of be better. Because and, we all would want that to be better if, if we were in that situation. Yeah. Of course. So he actually has to go to District 9 because yeah. the only place where people wouldn't really go because he was trying to live normally, kind of getting some food in a so burger. So wanted criminal, basically, or clusters with, as if he's, like, infected. He's, like, a hazard to everybody, so... Everyone's staying clear of him. Yeah, they are pretty much. And as well, the way that they've said he becomes a prawn. Yeah, again, this is all propaganda, isn't it? And the news, just misinformation. Speculating on what it is and making it worse than actually something as innocent as opening something and then he becomes a prawn. It's now that he's had sex with a prawn, which I still don't get how that theory works. Like, maybe if you had... you... It's not worth going into. No, but like if you, obviously you could get pregnant and then have a half human, half prawn baby. I don't know. That's what they. That's they. They're spiraling the story. Yeah, but and, but the daft thing is, people believe this, and this is what's scary in real life. Is people do. This is probably the message he was trying to get across in the. In Maybe. The film. Yeah, it does annoy me when things like that happen because it's like everyone was turning against him and wouldn't help him. Mm-hmm. So he has to go to District 9 and for part of it is like hiding in the grass and is or hiding in like people's like the prawns properties but I forget how he stumbles across the really no. nice prawn. Well no I, I think he just goes into hiding in one of the houses and they just happen to be there because so it happens to be he's called Christopher and his little son. Which we don't know his name. No. But he was so cute wasn't he? Just because he was a little tiny, little tiny prawn. He was adorable. And, but I thought, when I initially met them, I don't know why, I thought it was a girl. You got that vibe. <laughs> I got that vibe and I was like, oh, that's a cute little girl prawn. And I don't know, it just looked like a, more a girl prawn yeah. to me. Right. I don't know why. Well, initially, I, I straight away, cute little head goes on when we saw his friend. You thought it was... Like a little family. Little family, yeah. No. And I thought his mum was getting shot, and I was like, <gasps> and he was like, no, it's just Pro, a friend. She, she might have already died, so we just don't know. <laughs> but I, she, I, I assume it. she probably would have done all, got taken away or something, who knows, but that's never, never established. Kind of, no. So So he meets them in their house because they're looking for the vial that he's, oh, that's gotten taken to the lab because it was on his person when he went to the lab with the... Yeah, and he's going to confiscate it anyways. Yeah, so it's gone. So that's what we're looking for because they're needing that to fuel the ship to get back to the planet where they belong to save their people. Yeah, so I think it's like a plan of we'll go back to the planet, get more resources and then come back 
and we can get everybody back to where they belong. Mm-hmm. And that's their plan of action. So they really have a good intent. Yeah. So now that... They both learn about what's happened. Yeah, so they kind of have this deal that if Wickus mm-hmm. helps him go to the, the where they've confiscated and get the vial back, that he will help him return to a human. Long short of it, they do get the... Oh, well, that is a good part. I loved it because they're, like, they're coming in in the helicopters thinking they've found him because getting his poor wife to ring Vickers and be like, oh, I don't know if I want to be with you anymore, and then track him where he is. Which you would think he would have thought, oh, well, that's classic well, thing to do. He did learn from it, though, didn't he? Because the second time it happened, they zoomed in onto where the house was and they were like, where are they? And actually then he turned up with the gun, alien gun, and shot the door mm-hmm. down. That bit was a really good action-packed scene. I did really enjoy that. So Christopher then actually sees the testing and experiment they've been doing on the prawns. When they get to the lab, yeah. 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 And they've got the vial and everything and they're ready to go and escape, clear out of it and they haven't done too much impact or damage really at this point. And you can see he's just sidetracked. Yeah, he's kind of lost in the fact of... Look at all this aftermath and all these experiments that the and how doing it horrible it's, it is. It, it is. is. It is actually. It turns out his friend who was on the table. Ha- I did say to you, how did he know it was him? But but he, then he I guess... might have done it. He might have just been like, oh my god, there's a one of our species like just lying on the table, charred and maybe cut open, cut open. So, but they do eventually escape with the vial, mm-hmm. and that's when. Vickers finds out that it's going to take him three years to get fixed because after Christopher's seen all of the abuse and everything that his species is having, he's like, no, I need to go back. I need to get this resolved and help everybody. So then that's when selfishness kicks in on both sides because obviously Vickers wants it just for his selfish needs of fixing him up Mm -hmm. and Christopher is actually doing it for himself and his little boy it's going to take about three years and I want to go back to my planet first and I need to get this, this and that. And by the time that I get back anyways, you'll be a prawn. Well, I think it's Vickers that's more well, being selfish there, isn't he, in, compared to... He is, but then it's still going to be three years either way that people are going to have to wait for this to be resolved. So they've got like a little ship. Yep. And Vickers being really selfish and finding out it's been three years, he's locked Christopher upstairs and obviously the people, the baddies from the bit company have now come in looking for him. So he is getting a bit of a beating upstairs while Vickers is trying to get this ship up and running, which he has no experience of. And the poor little son is like, Daddy or Dad, but where's my dad? And you can hear like, stuff going on upstairs and this is where I was like my heart was going out to him it's like oh I hate this main character now he's been so bloody selfish right you know the poor little boy and he just wants to go wants his dad to be here they've worked so hard 20 years yeah yeah to get this to where they are now for him to just come along and be really selfish and just take it off him and that's what he was doing with the little boy on the little ship obviously 
he didn't have any experience on how to fly the ship. He did get it off the ground, but then he got quickly shot down. So they've taken Christopher and they're abusing him a little bit, trying to get some answers of what this ship is flying for, why, what are you wanting to do with it and understand what their intent is. Meanwhile, what the little boy is in the ship working his little magic. Activates a big mecha robot that helps wick us out. Yep, massively. So he gets into this like robot suit thing and initially he's going to just walk off and run away mm-hmm. and leave Christopher mm-hmm. with the baddies beating him up and such. But then he sees what's going on and he overhead. I think this must be like some Tony Stark stuff going on here. Mm-hmm. Where he can hear, yeah. like, from miles away. It's that alien technology. Yeah. <laughs> what, that they're going to kill the um, Christopher because he's not going to speak. So he comes back and he actually rescues him. And he ends up getting him to back to his son. So they get in the ship and head up to the mothership. Yeah. And you can see that it's that kind of intense moment where it's taking a bit long for him to get well, up there. It's a way, way up, isn't it? <laughs> and they're like, oh, is he going to make it? Or is something bad going to happen? But down at the bottom, obviously, Iron Man is in his suit shooting everybody and doing his job. <laughs> yeah. And eventually get up to the ship. Vickers has been badly, badly beaten up at this point and he ends up flopping out of the Iron Man suit. Yeah, because there was a point where I forget his name, but the the character, the like the meat-headed army character, the baddie, yeah, yeah the, the one that the, was just general, well, general of sorts, yeah, the commander of the whole operation, who I might say is probably the the son-in-law that in that the other guy probably wanted really rather than Wickers really yeah. to marry. But anyway, he fires a rocket launcher, but because in his in, in the Iron Man suit, catches it to to stop it from hitting the the ship that's the little ship that's going up to the big ship. He throws it back at him, doesn't he? Well, to some degree, yeah. Well, what I do, what I do like is the fact of obviously when Vickers is in crumbled heap on the floor, and this baddie is going to kill him, uh-huh. and which he's been told not to kill him because obviously they still want to do experiments on him. But at this point, he's... So frustrated because he's killed half of his men. Yeah. And the professionalism is gone. And he doesn't want to get the job done. He just wants to actually just... He has got that kill in him. The Um, kill mentality. Yeah. And luckily, because all the other men are dead, the human men, he does try and go to kill Vickers. But the prawns... I should come and help him out, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Because they can see that he is actually... Becoming but one of them. At, at, at this point, it pretty much is because it's like well, got one eye that's kind of deformed as yeah. Them now, so it's kind of like he's more well, probably half prawn, half human. Yeah, almost at this point. By this point, yeah. So when they got up to the mothership, I know they did eventually get that moving. Yes, they did. Yes. And everyone was like, "It's a phenomenon. This yeah. ship is now moving." Yeah. yeah. For, and it's been stuck there for 20 years. To be honest, I'd be a bit annoyed if it were up there for 20 years, blocking the sky with no sunlight. Well, there's sunlight. There's plenty of sunlight. But it's like, it's just this big cloud that never moves. 
Imagine if your house underneath that. Getting no light, would you? Yeah, but the sun does move. I know, but you know what I'm meaning. So it does actually eventually move. And obviously Christopher is going to do his mission of trying to come back in three years' time and save them all. Mm-hmm. It kind of then cuts off from there, doesn't it? And it stops because they say the last thing they see of Vickers is this helicopter coming down. Or like yeah, it's like the last shot of him. And we don't know what's what happened. happened to him. Because, again, there's just... At this point, it's kind of like interview speculation stuff like you would for a news report or a documentary. Yeah. Things, but like, no, one's, no one knows where he is or what he's doing. But his wife does, because she knows he's still around, because he used to make her thoughtful gifts. Yeah, little bits and bobs. And yeah. he does... Then that what rounds this film off where he's made this metal flower for her and put it on the doorstep. So he's obviously still able to get out of the District 9 area and into the thing without being detected because of the fact that he's now full-fledged prawn. Yeah. Obviously it doesn't show Christopher coming back. No, it's left open there. Yeah. But I'd, I'd like to think he, d- he, d- he will, yeah. or he does, come back. Yeah. And that he might have a plan to help Vickers, but I don't know if it's too long gone now. Like, he's too, turned into a full prawn, so there's no turning you back. I don't know. And that's the end, isn't it? And that's the end, yeah. And I wasn't actually disappointed with the end. I do, in the end, think Vickers deserved to be a prawn. Why? He seemed to be better and happier off. He kind of grew as a man with the experience. Well, he didn't grow as a man, he grew as a prop. <laughs> grew no, as an alien. But he got more oomph and to fight for himself and not be a, like a walking plank. Yeah. So I think that's always what you need in life and things that are thrown at you. You can either go, oh, woe is me, or you can try and fight for it, can't you? Yeah. I think that's what it kind of shows you. Mm-hmm. Do you like the style of the film and the way that it was looking like a documentary and the way it filmed? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed that. That's what engrossed me in watching it as well. Yeah. I've seen it a couple of times now and it's it's still still really intriguing. It is really intriguing. Engrossing. Yeah. And it is a case of you do want to know what's going to happen. Mm. And I actually think I do like that kind of style of filming. Yeah, there's something about it. I don't know what it is. It feels more, well, I guess real because it kind of comes across what it's meant to come across that way. It does feel more real and you kind of more relate in... In a sense, yeah. Yeah, you're like more compassionate and such, whereas I think I ended up in the end, I was like team prawn. I was like, how dare they get trapped like that and... That's, again, I think that's what they're trying to get across. <laughs> and they, they're so much smarter than... You just because you don't understand them, it isn't a case that they are daft and stupid. It's just actually where the stupid species in the end. Yeah, one track minded of just you know the greed of being more you know, top dog of everything and yeah, and can't seem to actually compromise and kind of live Excellent. yeah equally and yeah yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> now it's been two thousand nine. It's not too bad CGI, was it for the characters and no it didn't you didn't feel like it it aged really no i still feel it looked quite 
reasonable. It wasn't look too like, oh, that's really like. I didn't notice any awful difference. Character uh, design with them or all like that. But mm. then the movie was maybe a bit more with the explosions. With, well, maybe the explosions. Yeah, no, actually, yeah. Thinking about it, there was probably some explosions. It was a bit, mm, a bit comic-y, but there was like a particular bit where they were firing like missile launching some missiles and that looked a bit like hmm. but I always thought there was going to be a sequel to this like District 10 or something but it's 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 not come to fruition and I don't I feel it's a bit late in the day to maybe start doing that really now I could have imagined if they did done it they did it in either 2010 or it would have been like the three Ooh, no. years I don't think it it would have been 2010. No, I'm just thinking because yeah. of the District 10. Um, I don't think that's the reason. I don't think that's the reason why they did it. But <laughs> I think that's just a sort of maybe a semi coincidence. But no, that I wouldn't have taken a year to do. A film oh like no, that. no, no, it would have taken a lot longer to do that. But they could have done like the three year. Yeah, three. Yeah, that would have worked three years later, and yeah. then you forget to find actually actually find out what happens in three years. That would have been a good idea, yeah. but sadly that's not. But then a part of me thinks, how much would there be? I, I, yeah, in the film, really. Unless <laughs> unless the harmony happens with the prawns what, and the humans. What, what's happened in three years' time, yeah, yeah. And then poor Christopher comes back and they actually don't want to go back anymore. <laughs> yeah. He's wasted three years. Well, it might be three years of their time, but it, space-time is different, probably, isn't it? <laughs> but no, time I, is relative, yeah. No, but I can see where you're coming from. I just thought there'd been a sequel. I just think it might have happened, but alas, it didn't. Maybe and it's a case of, you know, like you always say to me, well, you have to make your own story ending. Yeah, one of those situations. But for some reason, because it gave you quite a bit of the character background, I didn't mind this time making my own story in my head. Okay. Do you want to know what my ending is? Oh, go on. <laughs> that Christopher comes back. It's always all. It's always going to be happy, happy then... with me. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. And obviously, on. he saves all the prawns. Yep. And he takes Vickers back with him. Right. So he's alive still. Yes. In scenario. But he's a prawn. <laughs> well, yeah. But they need to take him out into space to do what they need to do to create him back to a human. Right. Okay. How so would lose it... another three years of his life? Just having to be converted back to a human, because I, of the timing. Mm. But I don't know. I don't. <laughs> I don't. Well, one. I don't know how we'd really know it. Which one was Vickers? Really, we wouldn't be. Well, like... They talk to one another, don't they? Yeah, but out of the Vickers back, might have friends in the if end. If I'm out of them, yeah. You'd find him. It's a movie. No, it's your scenario. <laughs> And also, I don't think I think the three years is maybe well. It might be three years. I don't know if it's like travelling back and two. Part of that is that journey is. Oh, so it could be longer then. No, no, no. I mean, in three years, I don't know, one and a half years or one year travel to the planet or whatever. Then but a then year. Then he needs to do what, and, uh, sort his things out to get everything in place while he's on the planet. So he needs a bit of time on the planet. I don't know, yeah. Before they're then travelling back, so it could be even longer than three years. Yeah. Do you like my ending anyway, since you just picked it to bits? Yeah, sure. I'll I'll, I'll write to them and okay. let them know. 
so now that we've talked about all stuff that's happened in the film, what would you rate it out of 10? Hmm. Well, apparently it says it's a thriller indie movie. On Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really know. I don't think I'd say I'm a thriller. It's more science fiction, definitely. I wouldn't class it as a thriller. It didn't scare me, apart from the finger peeling. That just made me feel sick. Well, no, thrill of the story, because you didn't know what was going to happen. That's what it's probably it's going for. It's intriguing. That's not, that's not a genre. <laughs> intriguing. It's a genre. Watching intriguing. <laughs> anyway, it's yeah. going off sidetracked of what you actually asked me. Hmm. I did really enjoy it while I was watching it. And why are you laughing at me? <laughs> I was watching it. When, when I wasn't watching it, I was the best. <laughs> Would I have picked it myself? Definitely not. I'd look at the front, I'd go by the front cover and go, hmm, yeah, that this is look this interesting. Is why we, yeah, we, again, this, this is why we do this as well, because there's things that you wouldn't necessarily pick out that are interesting for you to see, but you don't give them a chance because you... If you're judging a book by its cover, so to speak, then... I won't be reading many books. Exactly. Or watching many movies. <laughs> and normally, if I'm going to pick a movie, it's like, do I know the people that are acting well, in it? Well, that can be a big part of it, to be fair. And I read the back. Does that intrigue me? Is it well presented on the front cover? And from your surprise of how the film intrigued you, what would you hmm. rate it overall? It's a tricky one. You said that last time. It is, it? it is, it's hard. I'm... <sighs> hmm. Because I don't want to give it a low score because I did enjoy it. But okay, it well... is really good. <laughs> However, it's not like it's not like a five, it's it's better than that. We've watched well, some other rubbish. I, I, I hope so. But I'd probably say like a seven and a half, maybe. Yeah, okay. Maybe a strong eight for a thriller that I've never seen, maybe. If we do it that way. Based on first time seeing it? I'd say an eight, because I really did actually yeah. enjoy it. Okay. And it was gripping. But then, if you're comparing it to other movies I've watched... Yeah, I know. I, yeah, I shouldn't yeah, do that, though. I know, I know. So we'll go with first time thriller watching eight. Eight. Yep, I'm the same as well. Oh, really? Yep. Oh, Coffee cat. <laughs> no, I wouldn't rate it any higher than that. But I don't think... Seven is more like a... Like the last one with four weddings, it's kind of like it's it's a yeah. I what I, I watched I watched it and it's, it's enjoyable. It's a bit of a mediocre but, line, isn't it? Yeah. Whereas that's there's more there's a lot more going on in this film that I can get more enjoyment out of it in the, throughout. But then it's your personal opinion because I really enjoy four weddings and a funeral because mm-hmm. I like a rom com. Yeah. So it depends on what you really really yeah, like. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. That's why I was trying it. Why I found it difficult to like vote for this one because it's like well it wouldn't be something I'd really really like probably this wouldn't be but or what I'd deem I would have thought I'd have liked so it's like in its own little spectrum in itself but I definitely if you wanted me to watch something like that again I would be up for it it's good to know thank you for sharing your thoughts on film you're most welcome I hope that everyone's liked our thoughts certainly hope so so you can find us on iTunes and Spotify and we're still on the platform SoundCloud. However, we're going to be moving it to... Podbean. Which I think sounds really cute. <laughs> yeah, we're, sw- we're switching to Podbean because 
allows more more bandwidth and more uploads that we can do for our podcasts. So we're really thinking of you, basically, to give you more content. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so you can check us out on Podbean. Just search for SP Film Viewers and that's where you'll find us. Also, Paul will do the amazing Instagram posts with his artwork on. Which you can now see in full view on the Podbean website as well. So the other the other ones are all there currently. So you can see them on there and you can listen to all the previous podcasts as well that we've done. And that'll be where we upload all our future ones. So don't forget to like and subscribe on our SP Film Viewers Instagram. Hopefully you'll hear from us next time. Yep. So goodbye. Bye. 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 <laughs>